I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start talking. Then we're gonna have the theme song. Then we're going to have the show. And there's a bunch of adjustment sounds happening. This is what's known as padding. I don't know why I'm padding a show that uh, has no like length requirement. Seems like a dumb thing to do. That's probably why I'm doing it. Um, if you're unfamiliar with this show, what we do is sometimes do dumb things. So uh, without further ado. You're not going to say it. Somebody should. Let's talk about two times. Let's talk about bum wine, yeah. You're asking the questions that nobody could. Like where the phone does everybody welcome well we've got we've got a jam-packed show today we're gonna talk about my balls and uh, a couple business things um, we have a uh, we have an ongoing segment on this show where I discuss uh, things I've received in the mail after starting helpful snowman LLC which by the way I really have not sorry hold on what the hell okay I really haven't made good use of my LLC status. The idea, as I understand it, and, you know, legal consult can please chime in if it's convenient and doesn't require too much effort. Uh, but don't feel obligated, okay? So you can, uh, if, you're, if you're a good legal consult, feel, please feel free to chime in. The deal is, uh, we have we made an LLC, and I, as my understanding of it goes, uh, you make one. So then, what you do is you make your company income goes through the LLC, and that way, like, let's say somebody sues your company for some reason, um, then that protects your personal assets. So, in other words, if someone sued Helpful Snowman, and I was getting my income through Helpful Snowman. LLC, they couldn't take like my retirement from my regular job. Um, so actually, let me revise what I said before. I'm totally 100% uh, looking at a legal paper right now. And uh, what it says is that um, I am doing it this way. So don't try and sue me. Um, but if you were going to just know that like, I don't really have very much money. <laughs> It probably would be, uh, you know, one one comforting thought, I guess, about being of a lower income status is that, like, if someone were to sue you, they'd really have to have it in for you as an individual because the financial gain probably wouldn't even out with the uh, cost, right? But uh, in the course of making this LLC, I realized there are a lot of scams and what these scams do is they comb the listings of LLCs in the state, and then they send you stuff. So, like, I've gotten a bunch of credit card offers. I've gotten um, a bunch of things that are like, you have to put up this minimum wage poster uh, for your business, which it turns out you don't, depending on some certain things. But mostly because uh, I don't make minimum wage, and minimum wage, I, I guess, doesn't apply. But even if it didn't, I don't know how what I would do about it at this juncture, because <laughs> I'm not making minimum wage from my own business. Maybe it would just be good to have the poster up to remind myself that what I'm doing is foolish. But now I got a, a, a periodic report instruction form. And these companies are clever, because what they do is they do make this look like a government form. It's like on 8.5 by 14 paper which is a uh, legal size. So I don't know, maybe someone at this company was like, hmm, it's got the word legal in it. That mean, But uh, it, it does seem like a government thing to do. I think governments made eight and a half by 14 style paper because they were like, well, it still fits in an envelope, but you can put more tiny letters on it. Basically what this, this scam is that I can uh, renew my LLC 
for the low, low price of $110. And, you know, it made it look, I was, I got this paper out and was headed to a website uh, before I realized that this was not an official paper, which it does say in there, in all caps, somewhere in the center. But the thing is, you know, these legal government documents have so much fucking text on them and stuff that you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, it's an LLC renewal form for 110 bucks, and the cost of renewing your LLC BT dubs is $10. So basically, this company makes $100 to do a, like, 10-minute paper filing for you. Which I was like, first, first I was taken aback, and then I was like, well, okay, here's the upside of LLC scams, I guess. This isn't like a scam where they steal your bank account or something. They do actually seem to do the thing they say they're going to do. Could I use the word do anymore? So, you know, they would actually file this paperwork or like you would receive this like dumb laminated poster that tells you what minimum wage is. Um, so that's something, I guess. But, you know, they're just charging you way more for it. And then I started even feeling worse about myself, which I generally don't think is possible, but turns out it is. Because um, I was like, oh, maybe this is like, hey, if I'm a busy enough person that filing my LLC paperwork is worth paying someone else to do, uh, maybe that's actually not such a bad deal. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, well, that's not me. I have the time and the money to, or the money constraint. I suppose, to do my own. So anyway, there goes that. Um, we have a newsletter, Helpful Snowman newsletter, and the thing about it is uh, it's totally free. It's on Substack. You can subscribe to it. It comes right to your email. I recommend it. It's convenient. It kind of replaces, I used to do the uh, blogging on the website, but you know, this is a, a more convenient way to read that. And uh, I recommend subscribing to it, although I wouldn't use your work email. I don't make guarantees that it's SFW. Um, I probably won't put a lot of, like, NSFW images or anything, so if someone's not reading over your shoulder. But I don't want to guarantee, you know, you could still sue Helpful Snowman LLC for my assets, I guess. I don't know what that would be. I'd be like, here's a bunch of XLR cables that are of questionable quality and vintage. You, know, you get an XLR cable that's unshielded, use it for 10 years. It's not actually doing you a lot of favors. But um, one, of the, one of the recent newsletters was about, uh, I have made an appointment to get a vasectomy. Um, this is for various reasons. But, you know, I'm old enough now. I, I'd actually considered getting one when I was probably between 25 and 28. Um, and I didn't, although it turns out I should have, I guess. But, um, you know, I kind of I wondered whether or not they would even do it. I would think they'd probably do it if, you're, if you had, like, five kids by the time you're 27, 28. Although, you know, it's a, it's a new world. And I know, I know some places will, like, ask you to go for counseling or something first or whatever. But, you know, uh, I don't, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus here. But I'm like, if we live in a world where getting surgery to transition your body from male to female... Okay, let's put it in basic terms. You can get a surgery and have your penis cut off. And if, like, asking people to go to counseling for that is a violation of their rights or something, I can't imagine that, you know, a, a vasectomy that I opt in for is any different. I don't know. But anyway, I was told, I was told that, you know, I may have feelings about this that were unexpected. Um, and I can I could see some people feeling that way, but I so far I have had no feelings about it other than tremendous relief once I actually checked whether this was an in-network procedure or not, which is like monumentally dumb because you know it, 
in network, out of network. It's like, who fucking cares? Like, why do these insurance come anyway? But um, I just I'm not really interested in having kids. And also, I, you know, I figured I could get a kid if I really wanted one. And I don't really think that my um, genetics are super special in a way that it's like they must continue on. So uh, there you go. I, I'm not really looking for reassurance or argument that it's like, oh, Pete, you're special. You would raise an amazing child. I had I had this discussion with someone once because I was like, I'm not going to have babies. And this person was kind of saying, but you should have babies because you would be a good parent. And then, you know, idiocracy argument of like, well, dumb people have a lot of babies. Smart people don't have as many babies. And dumb people are slowly outnumbering smart people. But, you know, I I don't. Who am I to put the responsibility for avoiding the idiocracy on my child? That seems like a cruel thing to do. It's like a, it's like a, a dad who failed at football expecting his son to become quarterback for the New England Patriots. And you're like, well, that's kind of a lot to put on a kid, isn't it? And now I'm, I'm forcing my kid to suffer and sort of be the flag bearer. I mean, that doesn't make sense. But also, I just, I don't really believe that, because I'm like, you know, I don't know. I guess smart people make dumb decisions, so smart people have kids, right? Anyway, um, in the newsletter, I went through some some questions about vasectomies. Um, but on here, I'm going to go through some different ones. Because, you know, I was like, maybe I should take a quiz and consider everything. And I thought I thought you'd be able to find online, like, a vasectomy quiz. Like, are you ready? Um, but most of what I found is either it's a mix. It's one of two things. It's like Mayo Clinic information, which is basically like, you'll be fine. Um, you'll have a couple days of discomfort, and then you'll never know the difference. Or it's mommy blogs um, that are seem to be sort of anti-vasectomy. <laughs> and that is what we're going to go through today. This is from babygaga.com. Is it too soon for a vasectomy? 15 things to consider. Um, now, I'm just going to start off with this right away. My body, my choice, bitch. Um, I don't know why a lady writing about a vasectomy is any different than a fella writing an in-depth thing about abortion. Right? I mean, what's the diff? I don't know. It seem it seems like a man taking control of his own uh, ability to procreate falls pretty closely into the same line there. But whatever. Let's just go through the fifteen things to consider. Uh, number fifteen. Oh, it's from fifteen to one. Uh, you might break up or divorce. It's without a doubt that when you decide on getting a vasectomy, two people are involved in the decision. You know, I just, I didn't really read through this carefully, so I just said my body, my choice, bitch. Um, now I have to repeat it again, I guess. You want to make sure that your partner's on the same page. And while you might be on the same wavelength right now, let's face it, anything can happen in the future. Today you might think you're going to be married forever, but tomorrow you might be totally ready to file for a divorce. If you do happen to split up, your partner is stuck with his vasectomy. What happens if he breaks up with you and ends up finding love with another partner? And what if that partner wants children in the future? Sure, a reverse procedure is one option to consider, but it's also a painful option. Um, this is dumb. Because this is suggesting that you should make a vasectomy decision based on like, well, what if I want to put a baby in a different lady? So it's kind of like, well, what if our relationship totally fails? And then I want to start over with someone else. Which... Could totally happen. Um, but I don't know. It's sort of like when you make this decision, uh, let's let's look at the other option. Um, don't get the vasectomy, have a baby, and then break up or divorce anyway. <laughs> I would rather break up or divorce with a vasectomy and have to find love after that as opposed to break up or divorce after having a child. 
because, you know, then you got a child. You got to figure that shit out. That's much harder to figure out. And frankly, from what I understand from, you know, not even much older, just slightly older uh, friends, is that the online dating scene is basically full of single parents. There's not a whole lot of people who are childless and, you know, not insane. So uh, I think I think it can actually work to your advantage. You know, and then you could just be a stepdad. I think that's fine. So uh, 15, boom. 14, there will be side effects. Just like everything else in life, there's a good chance that you might suffer from some mild to serious effects after your vasectomy. But don't worry, it's nothing to really fret about. By now, everyone knows that side effects are completely normal, regardless of the scope of your surgery. All right, so, so far, that's uh, true. I don't think this is a reason to not get one, because it's like, well, whatever. But let's see what, what she says. According to medical professionals, you might suffer from any of the following. Bleeding or a blood clod, C-L-O-D. So far, um, we're two reasons in and we've got a pretty serious misspelling, but okay. Blood on your semen, on your semen. Bruising on your scrotum. Mild pain or discomfort and even swelling. And remember, vasectomies don't protect from sexually transmitted infections either. At the same time, though, they are still considered safe, although you have to be careful. According to the New York Times, because it can take several months for sperm remaining after a vasectomy to be washed out, men are counseled to use other contraception methods until tests show that their semen is free of active sperm. I don't know if this is uh, fair to consider a side effect. That it's like you would have to use contraception or you'd have to use protection for infection. Infection protection. Because, I mean, that's not a side effect of getting a... Those things are still true if you didn't do it. So that it's no more true after doing it than it was before you did it. Like you if you didn't do it, you would still have to use contraception slash protection. Um I don't know if I'd call that a side effect. That's just a side effect of being alive and having balls, I guess. 13. You might change your mind. Seems a little like 15, but okay. Let's face it, no one is the same person they were 10 years ago. And they certainly won't be the same person in about 10 years from now. You might think that you are done with children now, but as we all know too well, anything might happen in the future. A vasectomy might end up being a costly and painful regret later on. If you do decide to expand your family later on, it will be up to your partner to reverse his vasectomy. And not every guy is on board with the idea. After all, his family jewels have already gone through enough. This is a decision that you want to thoroughly think through before the day of his scheduled surgery. You just never know when that baby fever might hit you again. Well, you know, I think baby fever is definitely real. But I think we should all consider that baby fever is like an in-the-moment um, hormonal slash like natural human instinct uh, taking you over. Whereas like getting the vasectomy is a thoughtful thing to do to prevent that from happening and uh i guess i err on the side of like doing the thing that maybe isn't my natural instinct because you know your natural instincts are to like kill other people so that you can have the resources they have but <laughs> that doesn't seem good um anyway uh, you know i don't know if i buy this like but it seems to be the same as number 15 we've already had a duplicate which is like what if you change your mind also, I'm just like, does adoption not exist in this world? I know it's not like the easiest thing, but it's kind of also to me like, well, maybe if you don't have the resources, time, and energy to adopt a child, you should consider whether you have the resources, time, and energy to have a child. That's my the more you know for this portion. What happens if your partner changes his mind? That's 12. This is the same thing again. You could be the most confident, headstrong person in the world who knows what she wants, but when you're sharing your life with another person, you have to consider all of their thoughts, feelings, and fears too. After all, any kind of relationship takes two to tango. So we just now are getting to the idea that, you know, maybe the man who's getting the vasectomy has an opinion on it. <laughs> like, what, what a, this person's giving wonderful relationship advice. <laughs> 
You might find yourself in quite a pickle if your partner changes his mind about his vasectomy. And if that happens, you might find yourself back at square one. Even though you think a vasectomy is the best decision for the two of you, he might not feel the same way. Before deciding on the surgery, communicate your feelings. Don't hold anything back. Speak your truth, and most importantly, listen to what your partner has to say. You want to find a compromise before moving forward with your future together. Okay, so what I'm understanding now is that this article about uh, is it too soon for a vasectomy is from the woman's perspective. <laughs> is it too soon for you, for your partner, to get a vasectomy? Mm. I don't know. I mean, again, if this was about abortion and the article was titled, Are you ready for your girlfriend to get an abortion? I think people would be rightfully a little unhappy about that. 11. He might lose his libido. For some men, it might take several days, weeks, or even months until he finds his grove back after his surgery. How Stella got her grove back. That's about a uh, woman who lost a farm with a, what's a grove? Orange grove. I was like, apple grove? No, that's an orchard. Lemon grove? Is that also a grove? Let's call it a lemon grove. How Stella got her grove back. The story of how one woman started an a lemonade empire, lost it, then got it back. <laughs> um, and believe it or not, for other men, it might even take longer than that. In fact, many people will tell you that vasectomies have made some men lose their libido, and that's not a good thing at all. Think of it this way. A lot of men prefer not to mess around with their manhood. Um, you need to be more specific than mess around. Have it cut open? Yes, most men prefer that to not happen. Um, goof around with it? Uh, no. <laughs> um, the last thing they want is for someone to poke or prod them down there. Again, you need to be more specific. And it might take them a long time to get back to how they were feeling before. If you feel like you've lost your libido after having a vasectomy, definitely talk to a medical professional about it. This is definitely something you don't want to ignore. See, this is what's confusing and dumb about this article, because it says if you feel like you've lost your libido after having a vasectomy. So it's like, uh, who are you talking to? I, I had just sort of decided it was talking to ladies, and now I'm like, oh, maybe not. I don't fucking know. Um, I've, heard, I've read quite extensively that this is 100% not true. Um, there's no, or at least there's no biological reason that you've lost your libido after having a vasectomy. The only reason that would happen is because there's some psychological thing that you feel about uh, shooting blanks there. Ten, there are risks of infection. Here's another thing that many people don't know. There's a good number of men who suffer from infections after their vasectomies. It's called epididymitis, and it's an infection or inflammation that can either cause swelling of the testicles or pain during ejaculation. Your partner may even feel pain during intercourse. It's a rare complication, but it's also one that can manifest several years after your vasectomy. According to the Austin Urology Institute, this is a structure that sits on the testicle and transports sperm to the vas deferens. It is a common infection in men and is typically treated with a two-week course of antibiotics. Epididymitis is not common after a vasectomy, but it can happen. If you have any additional questions or concerns, talk to your doctor. Um, Pete has had this. Pete went to the emergency room with this because it went untreated for several weeks. Because <laughs> It's a long story, but basically what happened is I thought I had a hernia because I thought I'd, I did something. I felt something happen when I was deadlifting at the gym several years ago. I felt this weird little tug and then was like, mm, that felt odd, but I otherwise felt fine. And then over the next week or so started to feel sicker. Then I went to a doctor who was like, well, let me, let me give it a check. And she did. And she was like, I don't know. She's like, so I'm going to have another doctor check you. And then, uh, at that point, uh, she, this second doctor checked me and some point made it very clear that she hadn't really done this before. And so she was also like, I'm not really sure. So I'm going to sign you up for a, uh, ultrasound. And then, uh, she's like, that's going to be in a week. So 
if you start feeling really crappy between now and then, just go to the ER. Because, you know, if it's a hernia and it gets, like, constricted or whatever, you could be in trouble. Cut to that Friday. I'm sitting at work, and I'm like, fine, all day. And then I'm getting ready to leave, and I'm like, oof, I do not feel good. Like, I felt like, uh, you know how if you stand up too fast and you feel kind of fucked up? It felt like that, but I wasn't even moving. And it didn't end. So I go to the emergency room. Um... They take a look, they do an ultrasound, whatever. And then this doctor who came comes in, and he's basically like the embodiment of Dr. House. And he was just like, oh, you have, you have epididymitis for sure. He's like, this is classic epididymitis. Here's some antibiotics. Uh, and I was fine like the next day. Uh, so I don't know what the point of that was. I guess the point of that is like, well, you can get that from lifting weights wrong. You can get it from a bunch of different shit. Like, a bunch of dudes have it at some point. It's, I don't know. This seems like a dumb reason to talk. It doesn't seem like vasectomy causes this, from what I can tell. But hey, it's a rough world out there. I guess wear a helmet. Nine, he can have low testosterone levels. While a lot of medical professionals dispute this claim, <laughs> when you start off with that, while most people who know about how this works say this isn't true, there are those that say, yes, a vasectomy may reduce your testosterone level. Of course, there's no real mechanism behind it, but let's face it, getting your tubes tired will affect you in one way or another, including your testosterone production. Okay, so this lady is like, there's no real mechanism by which this happens, but doesn't it stand to reason that if you flip a switch on a board, something will change? Like, watch, I'm going to just move a dial on my mixer. It didn't seem like anything changed, but, uh, hey, my brain tells me something must have changed. But don't worry, after a man gets his vasectomy, everything should remain the same. He should be able to have sex like he did before. He'll ejaculate just like before, and his erections should be the same. Your partner can work just as hard as he did before. Can work just as hard as he did before? What does that mean? Does that little, like, is that like, uh, I can lift boxes and shit, or does that mean, like, sexually work is hard? Working really hard at this. There shouldn't be a, I don't, if you're working really hard, if, your concern, if your partner's concern is that you won't be able to work as hard in the bedroom, uh, either you're doing sex great or horrible. Your partner, uh, there shouldn't be any significant changes, and you shouldn't lose or gain weight after your surgery either. If you feel like you've had trouble performing in any of these departments, definitely talk to your doctor. These all end with definitely talk to your doctor. I did read about this because I was... I. I read this particular on this list and was like, that seems completely untrue. And I don't think they would do this surgery as commonly if it was like your testosterone would be reduced. But I was like, okay, let's just look at it. Um, every credible medical thing is like, absolutely not. That's not how it works. Um, <laughs> it's basically like, well, your testosterone is produced in your balls and it goes into your bloodstream not into the same place that your sperm goes. So you're fine. Um, your balls produce everything. The other thing was uh, they were like, well, here's the deal. Some studies will show this correlation between uh, vasectomy and reduced testosterone. However, you have to consider that vasectomies really only are done by older men. And older men will have lower testosterone than younger men. So there you go. Um, that's probably why that happens. So, I mean, this is just dumb shit. And it, it's sort of surprising to me because, like, I, I'm dumb. And I do this radio show and I say a lot of dumb things and do a lot of dumb things. But, like, the, the dumbness of mommy bloggers is, like, mind-blowing because it's like, oh, I'll just give medical advice. That seems fine. Eight, his sack will be bruised. Believe it or not, you might also see some bruising after your surgery, but don't panic as this is pretty common. 
A lot of men also experience some cramping, like some women do during menstruation, and discomfort in their scrotum area. The bruising shouldn't last more than about a week. The bruising usually occurs near the incisions. According to vasectomy.com, sounds legit, minor swelling or bruising of the scrotum is also normal, but this should go away after two weeks. You can use ice packs, blah, blah, blah. Um, go home and relax. Avoid heavy lifting. Okay, so that's another reason to know if you're ready. I mean, who who thinks they're going to get, you know, small incisions in their ball sack and that's going to be, like, pain-free? Of course that's going to be discomforting, discomfortable, uncomfortable. Oh, fuck, let's just move on. Increased risk in prostate cancer. There are studies that say vasectomies are linked to prostate cancer. And while some researchers have dismissed the idea, one ongoing study says that men who have had a vasectomy are at a higher risk for prostate cancer later in life, although the reasons for it are yet unclear. Many say it might be because of immunological changes or hormonal imbalances following the surgery, although researchers are still trying to point to the exact cause. According to the New York Times, the researchers found no association between a vasectomy and low-grade cancers, but men who had a vasectomy were about 20% more likely to develop lethal prostate cancer compared to those who had not. The incidence was 19 in 1,000 cases compared with 16 in 1,000 over the 24-year period. Um, I mean, again, this seems like bullshit. Uh, I did read another thing about this because I was curious, and the doctor was like, there are a couple studies that have shown this, but uh, this is not convincing evidence. And the, the people in the study were gathered in a sort of sloppy way, so there wasn't much control over, you know, when you're comparing these two groups, right? It's like, okay, but are, uh, let's say groups who are people who get vasectomies more or less likely to engage in other bad behaviors. You know what I mean? Like, do they smoke? Do they drink? Do they do these? Whatever. Um, but overall, I guess I'm like, you know, I, I guess increasing the risks of these things slightly isn't great, but decreasing the risk of having a baby is a, a big plus. And also I would be curious to know, okay, so what's the, the increase in incidence of a woman taking birth control and getting certain cancers versus a man getting a vasectomy and getting certain cancers. Take that. That should be something that mommy bloggers are concerned with. Six, there's a possibility for dementia later in life. <laughs> okay. There are also studies that suggest men who have had vasectomies are at risk of developing dementia later in life. While it's difficult to connect the two together, a lot of cases occur in men ages 50 or over. Dementia cases occur a lot in men 50 or over? No shit. Yeah, guys who are 25 don't generally get dementia. It's a rare condition, but one of the major signs and symptoms is loss of language skills and, of course, lack of memory. According to WebMD, one researcher says, theorized that vasectomy may raise the risk of the rare dementias by breaching the protective barrier between the bloodstream and the testes. What? By breaching the protective barrier between the bloodstream. But the stuff from the balls goes straight in the bloodstream. They're... When that barrier is broken, as occurs with vasectomy, sperm become exposed to the bloodstream. In response, many men who have had the surgery produce anti-sperm antibodies... These antibodies may affect, affect the brain, causing damage, which can lead to dementia. I like the idea that I have anti-sperm. It's like the anti-life equation. That's what Darkseid's always looking for. Turns out all he needs to do is get a vasectomy and then get his new sperm, and those are anti-sperm, which are kind of anti-life, right? Also, isn't the anti-life equation just a gun? I mean, you shoot it into someone and they die. It's, it feels like he's overcomplicating it. I think Darkseid was a total nerd when he was a kid, and he was like, I'll use math to, to show them. He was like the original Columbine kid, except he was going to use math instead of physical violence to prove both that he was uh, you know, smart, but also to prove that like math was valuable. 
Math is more valuable. The pen is mightier than the sword, especially when the pen is a pencil used for algebra. That's that's my running theory. Surgical complications can happen. In most cases, they're quick and outpatient procedures. You'll be in and out of there before you know it. But there are some cases in which men might suffer from post-surgical complications or they might not realize their side effects until a week after their surgery. One major side effect is bleeding or a blood clot. Well, you got it right this time, inside the scrotum. According to Dr. Turek of the Turek Clinics... <laughs> He says, rarely, less than 1%, a small blood vessel may bleed into the scrotum and continue to bleed and form a clot of blood, a hematoma. A small clot will be reabsorbed by the body with time, but a large one usually requires drainage through a surgical procedure. Hospitalization and a general anesthetic may be required to drain the blood clot. Yeah, I mean, this is, an, a, this is a thing, you know, about this stuff, is you're like, well, the general procedure, any... Okay, anytime that you put a cut in your body, anytime you alter your body, there's risk of complication. But like, all right, what's the risk of complication from a vasectomy versus risk of complication from um, getting your ear pierced, right? I mean, how different is that? And people do that shit. All how, how many tattoos get infected every year versus how many vasectomies get infected? I mean, come on. Come on, guys. Let's let's be realistic. It's sort of like, I mean, yeah, of course, you know, riding a bicycle is a risk. Riding driving in your car is a risk, but it's like, eh, whatever. You can't just look at things from the the perspective of the risk. You have to balance the risk and the reward. Okay? Dumbass. Four, it's not one hundred percent effective. After debating about it for weeks, going back and forth with your partner, and finally deciding on your surgery, the last thing you want to hear is that your vasectomy won't be 100% effective. In other words, there's a chance that your partner might still get pregnant. So was it even worth it at all in the first place? The short answer is that a vasectomy is normally considered as the most effective form of birth control, but it's not effective right away. So you might want to hold your horses before hitting the sack. Uh, does that mean, does hitting the sack mean getting in bed together? Usually it means going to sleep. Also, does hitting the sack mean hitting it with surgery instruments? That was always, that was a joke I came up with, mommy blogger. I'm going to hit the sack and then I'm going to go to bed. It will take about three months or 15 to 20 ejaculations before you are in the clear. Until then, you and your partner will still need to use other forms of birth control until the remaining sperm are cleared. Okay. This is another one that comes up and is like, when you have this mommy blog, it's like, why don't you have someone who understands write this particular one? It's just like whoever's willing to write about vasectomies, you'll just go for it. They're not 100% effective because sometimes, rarely, uh, things grow back. Sometimes that is better. That doesn't really apply there. I've just heard it a lot lately. And I just threw it in. Um... You know, it can it can grow back, and then you can start shooting out sperms again. But uh, that's fairly rare. And it's like, well, look, any no form of birth control is 100%. But what this makes it sound like, the way she's written it here, is like, you can get it, you can be cleared, and then it's like, well, there might still be a sperm that goes through. And it's like, no, that's not how that works. Three, he risks possible impotence. There's a guy sitting in a wheelchair <laughs> giving the thumbs up. <laughs> I wonder if this person in this picture got a vasectomy, A, and B, if he knew that it was like, uh, prepare to be the face of impotence. Here's something that happens quite often, yet no one really wants to talk about it. Impotence. Yes, it happens. And no, it's nothing to be ashamed of. And yes, it's something you need to talk about, especially if you've just had a vasectomy. So wait, does this happen often? Because of the vasectomy, or it just happens often? Because it's it's like, well, if we're talking about, this is something that happens. It's like, yeah, I mean, bourbon happens. Well, there have been cases of post-vasectomy erectile dysfunction. It doesn't happen very often. But here's what you need to know. According to Healthline, a vasectomy doesn't directly cause impotence or affect your sexuality. The body's process for erections and climaxing is unrelated to the procedure. End quote. 
But if you still feel like it's a problem, definitely talk to your doctor. It's something you definitely want to check out before it comes a long-term problem. The problem might not be a physical one, but an emotional one instead. So it's like, you bring up that it's like you could be impotent, but it doesn't seem like the vasectomy would be the cause of that. So it's like, why is this in an article about this? You know what I mean? This is the dumb kind of shit that people put out there. It's almost like, you know, we live in this world, like, let's just pretend there was some kind of health crisis happening in the world, and basically any idiot could talk about it. I saw this great thing the other day. Someone posted, which was like, you know, I keep hearing all this stuff about vaccination and people in favor of it, like doctors and health researchers and scientists and all this. But this one dumbass who almost failed high school science that I know is uh, seems to have a lot of co- information that goes the other way. And then, you know, it was kind of clicked for me where I was like, oh, yeah, like, I bet the dumbasses I know who were in, like, the remedial principles of technology science class that I took, um, probably, you know, I took, all right, I took the wrong path in science in high school. And the reason I did was because you're supposed to take biology one year, then chemistry, then physics, and then you're done. And the reason I deviated from that path was because Uh, I didn't want to take biology because I knew the biology teachers made you do these really dumb projects. And they were just like a bunch of busy work and it took forever and everyone fucking hated them. So I was like, so I can just skip biology and move on. And they were like, yeah, you could just go straight to chemistry. So I did. Then I get to my senior year of high school and I'm like, oh, well, I still have to take a science class. Uh, I don't want to go back to biology because that first thing still applies. I guess I'll take principles of technology, which was mostly like uh, dumbed down physics. And there were some real dumbasses in that class, okay? And then, you know, you get to thinking about like, these are the dumbasses who are like, ooh, better be careful about those vaccines. That's gonna, you know, rewrite your DNA or something. And you're like, okay, all right. Yeah, I remember when we were trying to calculate the uh, amount of weight you'd have to put on one side of a lever to lift something on the other side? And remember how you could not do it, even when I was, like, trying to help you, and I wrote the equation out for you, and it was essentially a simple algebra problem, and then I broke down the algebra into simple math, and you still couldn't do it? And then you're giving science advice. <laughs> and it's like, I bet everybody who writes these bad pieces of science advice, there's someone in their life who's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was in principles of technology with this dum-dum. I, I don't know if I would take their advice on science. If, if you're looking for advice on the place that has the best price on Monster Energy Drink, two for one, uh, yes, this guy is a good one to ask. But anything else, I'd probably pass. Two, a vasectomy can reverse itself. I once heard someone tell another guy that if they get a a reserve vasectomy, then that could only mean that he's blindly in love with his partner. Because it's not a decision that a lot of men would make, and that's because it's not something a lot of people would want to go through. Okay, I think this is trying to say I would only reverse a vasectomy if I was super in love. A vasectomy reversal reconnects the male reproductive tract. You also have a choice of two different procedures, a a vasostomy, I don't think this is correct, or a vasoepididymostomy. It's also a 6-12 to month process, so the results won't kick in right away. And while severe testicular pain does occur, it's rare, although there are several risks associated with vasectomy reversal. Definitely consult your doctor or a medical professional if you have any questions or doubts about reversing your vasectomy. I feel like this person is like, as long as I put this disclaimer in here, you know, I'm safe. And it's like, this is, okay, you know how people will say, like, if a sentence starts with, I'm not a racist, but then the person will probably, is it probably about to say something racist? Uh, 
if it if a medical statement ends with consult with your doctor um, and the medical statement's not from a doctor, that doesn't mean that the above statement is like medically sound because you're like, oh, consult with a doctor. I told them to consult with a doctor. I essentially said, don't listen to me. Fuck off. All right. Number one, the big snip. This just starts with plus getting a vasectomy. Plus? Plus what? Plus? Plus. Plus, getting a vasectomy is something that a lot of men don't want to broadcast to the world. <laughs> a lot of men who don't have a helpful snowman radio podcast don't want to broadcast to the world. It's not the same as a pregnancy or a birth announcement. Uh, yeah, no, it's not. It's the exact opposite. It's a surgery that they want to keep to themselves. Luckily, there are men that understand the pros and cons. One even said that he would rather endure only one embarrassing existential male crisis with just a doctor and maybe my wife present over weekly trips to Walgreens waiting in line with the neighborhood mutants while the teenage clerk scans my rubbers. <laughs> I, I would much rather, you know what? I wish that person was writing this blog. Should I, I'm going to copy and paste this text and see if we can find, because that sounds like... Um, a pretty good, that sounds like a blog that I could read. Point well taken, my friend. Plus, men can't always rely on women to be the source of their birth control. Sometimes you have to take one for the team, too. Remember, it's a big snip, but it's only one snip. Um, I guess that, I don't, I don't know exactly what that's saying. It's like saying... Okay, Here, how I survived my bas my vasectomy. This epic life dot com. <laughs> oh God, what am I getting into? Master the mindset practices of unstoppable leaders. Uh oh. Uh, I am not a doctor. Oy, oy, oy. I'm not gonna read all this. Um. Well, here's the thing, though. It's it's true. Like it's you know, hey here okay, let's let's talk about the uncomfortable fact of life. Okay, I guess men aren't willing to talk about having a vasectomy. I don't know. I just think that's dumb. But I've always been stupid. When I was a kid, the rumor went around our school that probably went around other schools in some different form, which was that Mountain Dew re reduced your sperm count. And I, as a probably twelve year old was like, but wait a minute. If you have less sperm, um, doesn't that mean you would just have to have more sex in order to have a baby? And doesn't that sound like a positive? You know, I'm, I'm not... At, at that time, I was like 12. I was not like a 40-year-old man who's like, mm. you don't understand when you're, okay, let's say 18. You're an 18-year-old boy and you're like watching the rom-com where it's like, the husband has to keep running home because they're trying to have a baby and she's like, I'm ovulating and whatever. And when you're 18, you're like, oh, that sounds amazing. But then when you're 40, you're like, oh, I kind of get it. Because sometimes, you know, it's a good time. And sometimes you just want to play Nintendo and go to bed because <laughs> you're an old man. Now, the unfortunate biological reality is that men can have babies until they're like dead. Pretty much until they're dead. Maybe even a little bit beyond death. Um, but also, they probably shouldn't. Just the way the world is set up now. I mean, I don't anticipate ending up with somebody like 20 years my junior in a, another decade or two. And even if I did, I'd be like, oh no, not putting a baby in you. Because... Someday that baby's going to grow up, and my only hope would be that I was dead before I had to answer the uncomfortable questions of like, hey, I can't help but notice that you must have banged mom, but uh, she's kind of a bit young for you, don't you think? And I'd have to be like, indeed. Boy, aren't you an observant one. <laughs> well, dad's not long for this world, so hopefully I'll just be dead soon and not really have to answer this question. I, maybe I could just pretend I got dementia from my vasectomy that I most certainly would have after having a baby with a much younger woman. Um, but anyway, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand the sort of like macho 
thing. I I by all means embrace, you know, when someone's like, "What gender are you?" I'm like, "Toxic male." Is that my? <laughs> can I choose that one? Does that mean you could like fix a sink? Um, you know, I I just that's fine with me, but um, I I'm not real into the like. You got to be shooting sperm out of your balls to be a man. Because I'm like, nobody would know the difference. Nobody would know. Like, even the guy doing it, getting the vasectomy, wouldn't know the difference if you just, like, if he woke up two days later and he'd be like, hmm, my balls kind of hurt. But, you know, it'd probably be like, eh, I probably just got kicked in the balls. And uh, if no one would know, I, I guess I just don't understand. It's just a pure psychological thing. Which, that's the weirdest part, because I'm like, if you're the kind of dude who's uh, worried about, you know, your psychology after getting a vasectomy, are, how are you also the kind of dude who's like, not having sperm shoot out of me makes me less of a man? Like, how is, what are those, how do those two Venn diagrams cross over? But anyway, I guess this is a this is the official announcement that uh, the plan is to not to not have uh, babies. So you know, it it doesn't seem like uh, my genetics will be passed on. I did think about freezing my sperm, but you know, they're like, oh, you have to do it with liquid nitrogen and stuff. Which I'm like, do you though? I mean, maybe to keep your sperm indefinitely, but what about like a couple years? keep like a you know steak in the freezer for an awfully long time and it'll still be fine i don't know sperms are basically like steak right <laughs> this is not a medical opinion and you should consult your doctor before you listen to this medical opinion there see now i can say sperms are steak and that's fine because i just told you that all right well there we did we covered it and uh we heard a little bit of a theme song for a second and we're going to see you next time. Uh, subscribe to the newsletter. Just go to HelpfulSnowman.com. There's a newsletter link up at the top. Click that, and you'll be subscribed. There's no payment. There's no obligation to read it. And uh, I don't know. It's just a thing you can have for free. <laughs>